Hello, everybody. Hi. My name is Rihanna, and I'm on staff here at SDFC. We just want to welcome you today. We are so glad that you are here with us. Um, I have lots of energy because all week long, we did a, a VBS. Our mission here at SDFC is to lift up Christ, and I think we did just that with our VBS sports camp this week, which is why our stage looks like this. We have walls of water and lots of coral. And our theme was make waves. What you do today can change the world around you. And we had over 200 kids in attendance, which is truly incredible. And we had 66 volunteers who demonstrated perfectly what it means to make waves. We are so grateful to you. We truly, truly could not do it without our volunteers. A round of applause for the volunteers. Um, throughout the week, we challenged the kids to a missions project, and they ended up bringing in over 1,500 items to donate to Loaves and Fishes Food Bank in OB. I, amazing. 200 kids, 1,500 items. Amazing. We were so impressed with them. Um, and if you are feeling like, man, I really missed out, I just have to be honest and say, you did. You missed out. Um, but Austin filmed and made us an awesome video so that you could have a taste of what it looks like to be at BBS Sports Camp. And then maybe next year, you'll want to be with us. So let's look to the screens.
It's so VBS is so much fun. If you haven't done it, do it next year. So much fun. We're going to start with our worship service this morning, and Soren is going to come up and read out of Psalm 85 for us today. Hi. Oh. Hello. Oh. Hi, I'm Soren. I'm going to be reading from Psalm 85. You, Lord, showed favor to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people and covered all their sins. You just set aside all your wrath and turned from your fierce anger. Restore us again, God our Savior, and put away your displeasure toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger through all generations? Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, Lord, and grant us your salvation. I will listen to what God the Lord says. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants. But let them not turn to folly. Surely his salvation is near those who fear him, and that his glory may dwell in our land. Love and faithfulness meet together. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs forth from the earth, and righteousness looks down from heaven. The Lord will indeed give what is good, and our land will yield its harvest. Righteousness goes before him and prepares the way for his steps. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Lauren. Let's stand together and let me pray for us this morning. God, we thank you that we are able to see in your word that you look to restore your people, that you look to restore your creation. So Lord, we ask, just as the psalmist did, restore us again, God, that we would be able to be filled with your spirit so that we may be able to acknowledge your presence, that we'd be able to work as you want us to, Lord, to live and love as you want us to. God, this morning, we meditate on the ways in which you have graced our lives, the ways in which you have restored us to this point, Lord, if we do not feel filled, Lord, we ask, restore us again. Restore us again. Sing. And praise to the Lord above all things so wondrously reigning, sheltering you under his wings and so gentle. 
gently sustaining Have you not seen All that is needful has been Sent by His gracious ordaining come before you this morning with worshipful and thankful hearts for the ways in which you've restored us. We sing praise to the Lord. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. Oh, my soul, praise Him, for He is thy help and salvation. Come all who Draw Wondrously reigning 
sheltering you under his wings and so gently sustaining have you not seen all that is needful has been sent by his gracious ordaining let's give thanks to the lord this day with the clapping of our hands the shouting of our voices hallelujah we praise you lord we praise you Amen. Now, I've been looking forward to this, and the kids have been looking forward to this for a couple days now, knowing that we're going to do a VBS song here today. You're not only just going to be able to see VBS, you're going to experience it this morning today. So buckle up. It's going to get wild. Kids, Rihanna, come on up here. One of my favorite songs that we did this week was a song called Deep Cries Out. And it's a little bit tricky, so really let the kids show you how to do it before you even attempt it, okay? They're trained professionals now. They've done it five days straight. And we can do okay? this as Nazarenes, right? We can move more So we now. can. We can do some this and that now. now. Yes, it's, yep. Amen. I think it's in the manual. So. In the spirit. Yep. Yep. Can you give us a little rumble here? Let's see. Kids, are you ready? Are you ready? Okay. There we go. We're starting with I've got a river. One, two, three, four, and I've got a river of living water, a fountain that never will run dry. It's an open heaven in your Cause we're stirring up Cause we're stirring up deep, deep wells We're stirring up deep, deep waters We're gonna dance in the river Dance in the river Cause we're stirring up deep, deep wells We're stirring up deep, deep waters We're gonna jump in the river
more moving here. You're gonna just have to follow the lead, all right? Oh yeah, they gotta set up. It's a whole thing here. Yeah, set up, set up shops. Okay, ready? Okay, here we go. That's right. Okay, you're ready? Okay, let's do this. Okay, here we go, ready? Here we go, one, two, three. If he goes to the left, then we'll go to the left. And if he goes to the right, then we'll go to the right. We're gonna jump, 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 jump in the river. Jump, 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 everybody. If he goes to the left, then we'll go to the left. And if he goes to the right, then we'll go to the right. We're gonna dance, 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 dance in the river. Dance, 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 everybody. If he goes to the left, then we'll go to the left, and if he goes to the right, then we'll go to the right. We're gonna jump, 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 jump in the river. Jump, 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 everybody. If he goes to the left, then we'll go to the left, and if he goes to the right, then we'll go to the right. We're gonna shout, 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 shout in the river. Shout, 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 shout. All right, air guitar now. Thanks for showing us that, kids. Way to go. Hey, if there's ever a moment on a Sunday morning where you're like, I don't know if I can come to worship, just imagine Maya Kylie and Crutches showing you how to dance this morning, okay? That's right, That's right all right? Amen. It was such a pr- I got to volunteer and help with registration over in Team 45 with the little ones, and it was such a blessing to be a part of it and just see our church at work in the community this week. Um, It's now the time where we are going to dismiss our kids to go over to the children's building. But before they do that, can we read this prayer together over them from Philippians? It says, this is my prayer for you, our children, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, that you may be able to discern what is best. May you be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. To the glory and praise of God. Amen. Amen. Kids, thanks for worshiping with us, showing us your moves. It was so much fun. See you guys. Mm. And now this is the time in our service where we have the opportunity to pass the peace of Christ to one another. I want to challenge you to find someone new that you have not seen before in this church. Introduce yourself and pass the peace of Christ to one another this day.
finish up our conversations, wrap up passing the peace of Christ to one another this day. And you may be seated at your seat. Let me pray for us this morning. God, we come before you this day, thankful for the life that you blessed us with. Each day is a gift and it is a gift by our creator, you, Lord, that you have chosen to sustain us with life today. We ask, Lord, today that you would be able to continue the ways in which you reveal yourself to us, God, that now, today, we would be open to what you have for us, that we would search deeper within ourselves to see how you are moving and producing good fruit in us, Lord. We invite your spirit to dwell in us today and continue, Lord, to restore us again, restore us again. Join me in inspiring others today as we invite the Spirit of God to dwell in us. Sing Holy Spirit. In Holy Spirit, come rest on us. You're all we want. You're all we want. Holy Spirit, come rest on us. You're all we want. Oh, you're all we want. Make it your prayer. Holy Spirit, come rest on us. You're all we want. You're all we want. You're all we want. Holy Spirit, come rest on us. You're all we want. You're all we want. Would you stand this morning in worship, offering yourselves as living sacrifices before God this day? Spirit was moving over the water, Spirit come move over us, come rest on us, come rest on us, as the Spirit was moving over the waters, the Spirit come move over us, come rest on us, come rest on us, come down. Spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound. When you fill the room, you're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you will fill me. Come down. Spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound. When you fill the room, you're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you will fill me.
moment this morning, be aware of the presence of God around you and in you. Ask the Spirit today to refresh your soul that you would be wiped clean. Ask the Spirit this morning to inspire you as you look to move and live and work through your life. Today, would you be able to dedicate your life to move the way in which the Spirit moves you? in you today that we know you will fill us Lord you have promised us through Jesus that you would fill us the blessed are those that are poor in spirit and broken blessed are those that hunger for righteousness God and that the promise at the end is that you would fill us let us move through our lives with that confidence in Jesus' name we pray and sing amen amen you may be seated Good morning, everyone. My name is Matt Wilson. I am one of the pastors here on staff, and it is a pleasure to be with you this morning. Good morning. I'm Tyler, and I'm the Director of Communications here at San Diego First Church. Great to be with all of you. And we have come today to tell you a little bit about what is going on in the life of the church. But before we do that, we want to make sure that you are here. So we have this wonderful, and I always mention the dinosaur, but it is a very cute little pixelated dinosaur. Um, It's a QR code for you to help us know that you are here. So take your smartphone, hover it over either the screen or uh, the bulletin. Uh, A little Google form link will pop up, press that. It's a very simple form. Your name is really all we need, but if you wanna communicate any new changes in address or email, or you wanna communicate something to your church staff, um, something that you uh, wanna communicate confidentially. This is a, a great way for, for you to let us know if there's prayer requests you need or um, you're in need in some other form or fashion. It's a great way for you to let us know about that. We check them out, we pray for you, 
in all of these ways. So please go ahead and check in um, at this time. Uh, first thing uh, beyond that, beyond the check-in, um, is that we have had uh, uh, several just kind of informal barbecues uh, this uh, summer. And we have our last one coming up uh, in August. August 13th is our last second Saturday barbecue. If you want to uh, attend this, uh, please let us know that you are on your way to this. Use another wonderful QR code, either there or in your bulletin, to RSVP for this event. Uh, we've got another set of homes that are going to be welcoming us, cooking a meal for us. Uh, we ask that you bring a side dish, um, but please let us know if you are coming to this. Uh, in addition, if you previously has, have RSVP'd and you for sure know that you're not going to be able to, let us know that as well so we can anticipate some numbers. Uh, another thing that we got going on in the 2030-something crew is uh, a gathering at the James's place. Uh, Shelly and Dave James will be hosting this crew uh, for just a hangout. Uh, I don't know if we're doing a barbecue. Yeah, we're doing a barbecue. Um, there's pool. There's going to be uh, some games. Just come. Um, s'mores. S'mores are good, too. S'mores are good, too. Although I've heard some controversy about s'mores recently. But Let's not get into I don't that. want to get into another dessert argument with you, Tyler, because somehow I always lose. Um, if you were here for the, the snickerdoodle debacle, that's what I'm mentioning. Uh, this is going to be a no kids event, so grab a babysitter, come just to hang out with uh, some people your own age and, and not hang out with kids. So come to that, RSVP for that. Uh, you can either RSVP with me or Tyler or with, uh, Dave and Shelly at the time. Uh, I think this next one is you. Uh, yeah, coming up next month, we have the tradition around here that August is a church family month. And so what that means is we're going to have the opportunity to have our teens and our kids sit in through the entirety of our service every Sunday in August. Uh, this accomplishes two goals. One is we love the opportunity to get to worship fully together as our community, including our teens and our kids. It also gives the volunteers and the workers that put on our teens and kids programming a month-long Sabbath uh, over the summer, which is really great that we have the opportunity to do that. So make sure you're aware. Uh, if you have kids, they're invited to be a part of the programming uh, during Sunday school and at 1030 in the worship service. Um, nursery will still be available if you have kids from uh, ages zero to three. Um, and then all the rest of the kids and teens are welcome to stay in service. So be aware of that. And we try to... Uh cater those services towards having families in here. So Yeah, and based know. on the dance moves from earlier, I think Deep Cries Out is like maybe an every Sunday thing. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we're going to nail it by the end of August. It's going to be great. We're going to get the entire church dancing is what we're saying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but also connected to Church Family Month, uh, on Wednesday nights, our SDFC kids and SDFC youth are working together to put on family fun nights on Wednesday nights. We have a whole menu of different events and activities. S'more night, controversial apparently, movie night at the theater, pool night, game night, and then fifth grade launch party where we're We'll be promoting our, our students going into sixth grade from children's programming, inviting them to be a part of our youth programming moving forward. So those are happening on Wednesday nights. Uh, kids, teens, and their families are invited to any of those events. And uh, you can contact Lexi or Jordan and Rihanna to get some more information about those things. Also, just to highlight on the slide, if y'all didn't know, we do have Instagram uh, profiles, one for our SDF kids, one for our youth, and one for our church. So if you happen to be somebody who's on Instagram, this is another way for you to keep in contact with the church. Yeah, absolutely. And then finally, as most of y'all know, today we're celebrating the return of Pastor D from his sabbatical. And so, yes, welcome back, Pastor D. Um, 
And it may have been spoiled already as you walked in and like start smelling the charcoal. We have catered taco lunch cooked on site for us after service today. So I invite you to stay for that. Carne asada and chicken tacos and all the fixings to go with it. Uh, lemonade and water will be at the kitchen window. So please, after service, stay. Lunch is completely free. All you got to do is get in line and grab a plate. And we'd love for you to stay and eat and fellowship with us after service today. So everyone is invited to stay for that. At this time, speaking of the man of the hour, D. Kelly, we'd love to invite D. up to have a little chat uh, about what he did over the last three months of his life. Uh, so I'm going to interview him. Um, we've been doing these interviews, and we thought it would fit, be fit to, uh, to invite D. up to be interviewed. We know a lot about who you are and all that, but you've been spending some time away from this place for the last three months. Uh, and when I've been talking to people about, like, hey, how's work going? I was like, yeah, our lead pastor is on sabbatical. And they're like, oh, is something, something wrong? And they're like, no, it's fine. Like, this is what people take rest. So, D, why don't you explain to us what the sabbatical meant to you or means to you? Um, it's probably valuable for me to just acknowledge that um, a church-given sabbatical is certainly different than what we might think of uh, something that might take place in our neighboring institution for an academic sabbatical. Usually those type of sabbaticals are connected to some type of um, research project or um, an opportunity to do another assignment for a period of time, um, some type of project that's being done. The nature of a um, pastoral sabbatical is more along the line of renewal and restoration and an opportunity maybe to do some things that you wouldn't otherwise be able to do um, given the demands of the work or something like that. And so this is, um, for me, an opportunity to um, reflect, renew, and uh, kind of spend some time um, doing some things that I might not otherwise get to do. This is a picture from the University of Michigan Arboretum. In not a Ann screensaver. Arbor. Not a screensaver. <laughs> and I got to hike this twice during uh, my sabbatical and trip there, so that was very nice. So at some point you ended up in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, did you do any other traveling during your sabbatical? Yeah, so there was a bit of travel involved in this time, some wonderful things. At the beginning of our time, Kay and I went to uh, Sedona, Arizona. And as you know, um, this has been a rather difficult year and a half health-wise for Kay. And so it was really nice to just get away and breathe for a little bit. Um, and kind of the hectic hecticness of everything, it was a time to just kind of reintroduce myself. and. Um, uh, to spend some time away. So that was wonderful. Um, as many of you will know, the health progression has been very good. But then during COVID, we contracted, uh, during the sabbatical, we contracted COVID. And the recovery was a little difficult for Kay. Um, at one point in time, ended up in an emergency room. But she has been doing very, very well. And it's wonderful to have her here this morning. I'm so glad that you are here. Um, we went to Malta um, to see our youngest and her husband. They've been working there in Malta for the last two and a half years, so that was a wonderful trip. Um, I mentioned contracting COVID. That took place on a trip to Ann Arbor where my uh, niece got married, and um, we got to spend some time not only with that extended family, but one of the 
most um, treasured people in my journey, my sister, got to spend some time with her, so that was fantastic. During that trip, we took a brief side jaunt uh, to see a buddy of mine who has this really incredible treehouse. Um, that's just out behind his house, but these three walking bridges that make their way up there are pretty wonderful. Um, we, uh, I, I took a trip um, just for myself. Um, the other was to be with family or see extended family, but I took a trip toward the East Coast and got to the, go to the Daniel Boone Forest, along with some other places to do some hiking and uh, Jeep driving and those kinds of things. So that was a wonderful trip as well. Very cool. Again, not a screensaver. Not that a screensaver. Real-life picture for me. Yes. Pastor D. Kelly here. So uh, over the course of the three months, I, I would have people talk with me like, oh, I just saw D at Pete's. Or like, oh, I just saw D at the grocery store. I'm like, I've not seen D. <laughs> Uh, did you spend any time here, or yeah. were you just traveling around and taking pit stops? Mostly avoiding you. Pretty much, <laughs> which is fine. I probably would have said, D, this is what's going on. <laughs> no, I, the majority of the time I, we spent here in San Diego. I love the city where we get to live, and I got to do some of the things that I love doing, like sailing and uh, out on a wave runner. Um, and then for the first time ever, I got up on a paddleboard, and that was a fun thing for me to do. So I did that as well. In addition to that, as I've already mentioned, I've hiked. I did stairs at the Greek over and over again. I looked at the stars. I worked in the garden. I read. I took a three-hour course up at APU that I finished up, and I joined in a mentoring program at the Center for Pastoral Leadership here at PLNU, and so there were several things that filled up some of that time. Did you get any rest? It seems like <laughs> travel, stand-up paddleboard expert now. Yes. Like, any rest in there? Yeah. Actually, it, all the things that were chosen were things that were restful, energizing, renewing, getting to be with... Uh, my incredible spouse, my family, my girls, my extended family, being out in God's incredible creation, um, and then periodically on my walks, getting a chance to listen to our praise band and Russ as he spoke and was my pastor during these three months through his messages. So yeah, it was wonderful, wonderful. just wonderful. Thinking back on the last three months, I'm, I know you to be a very thought-filled person, somebody who, who is constantly seeking out knowledge and wisdom and insight. Is there any insight that you came across in the last three months? Yeah, certainly. Um, some of it was very personal in my own spiritual journey, and uh, whether you all like it or not, that stuff eventually finds its way out in things that... <laughs> come out on Sunday morning stuff, some things that were about my family and understanding them better and my part in uh, our journey as a family, and then this family of believers that I'm sure, again, as the year unfolds, some of those thoughts will weave their way into some of the things that get said. I have no doubt even this morning some of that takes place. Um, but I will say that one of the things that has um, stirred in me again is the desire to live a life of thankfulness and gratitude. And so um, one of the most important things to say 
when I return is to say thanks to a church that gives me a chance to invest my life in things like this and invites me in to participate with you on the journey of faith. Thanks to Russ and the board for, um, and the staff for doing an amazing job during this time span. And thanks for being my family. And I want to know that there are, you to know that there are very specific things behind that, not some just broad brush stroke of thank you, but I could zero in and hope I find the time in the coming year to just find the ways to say how much I appreciate you, this place, and the opportunity to be here. Thank you so much, Thanks, Dee, for sharing. We're going to be hearing a lot. Yeah, give it up for Dee. I look forward to hearing more of those insights, not only today, but for the next year and so and beyond to come. At this time, I'd like to invite our men's quartet to lead us in worship. Oh 
благословения. Thank you, Liliana. What a wonderful passage to come back to and have the chance to dig into with you. Uh, before we do, I just want to acknowledge some of the wonderful things that have taken place while I've been gone. I know that they are not yet open. Um, the bathroom's in the back. They will be next week, I think. I heard uh, two days ago that the punch list is almost complete, and they look wonderful and so grateful for that. Um, I am aware of about, I don't know if it's 2,000 pounds right above my head that has been hung up there by Wiley Coyote, and I'm a little worried that it's going to come down, so I'm going to stand right in between the two of them so that if they come down, they'll come on either side. Makes me just a little uncomfortable. That's all I had to say about that. Um, but um, some, also some wonderful things, both within the church and our contribution in the community, the opportunity to work with the VBS kids was one of the best things to come back to and to have a chance to uh, interact and engage and watch the good news shared in such an incredible way. Um, for those that were part of it, thank you. It's one of our wonderful ministries to our community, and the gratitude from the parents and families is just um, so gratifying to be on the receiving end of that. Um, this passage, this Colossians letter that we have, um, is just kind of thick with um, a perspective, a theology, a way by which we engage our faith. And sometimes the sentences get a little long and the clauses get uh, multiplied and it becomes a little difficult to wade through the waters of what we find here. But let's just take this passage and spend a little time seeing if there is something for us this morning, individually and collectively, individually in our spiritual journey, but that is never disconnected from who we are together as a body together, and what it might say to us collectively as well. It begins with just an interesting and wonderful challenge to us. It says in verse 6 that since you have received Christ, now continue in Christ. It states for me what is one of those truths that's not necessarily explicitly stated in Scripture, but it just feels like it's true throughout Scripture. And, and that is that becoming a Christian is on the one hand the simplest thing to do. This wonderful invitation from Christ to join in the journey to receive forgiveness, to accept the love of God through Christ, and to simply say, be the Lord of my life. Paired with becoming Christ-like, which is one of the hardest things to do. Fortunately, it's an invitation to do it not on our own strength, but to do it dependent on God's work in us. So here we have this moment that expresses the simple invitation 
since you've received Christ. It's an invitation to receive Christ in your life. What has Christ done? Christ has offered us full forgiveness for anything that has separated us from God, says that the debt has been wiped clean. An invitation to be in relationship with our Creator. And a simple response that I hope we have is, yes, oh God, yes. Thank you, Lord, yes. Now, it's not a bait and switch. It's not something that, oh, yes, but now. It is an invitation into a journey that we might be all that God created us to be. It is an invitation into the unfolding of the mysteries of creation. It's an invitation into relationship with God and with one another that takes on new dimension, new insight, new ways of living. It is both a challenge, it's sometimes difficult, and causes us to build upon our best resources, but it is first and foremost an invitation to say, God, will you help me if I surrender to you all of the things that I can't do? Will you fill in the gap? Will you fill in what's not there? Will you be and do all of the things that I'm trying to but find myself incredibly inadequate? And this passage is simply saying, so since you've received Christ, now continue. And then the next line, it's like, completely mixed metaphor sentence. It draws on so many different metaphors, all in one phrase. It first begins, so be rooted. Kind of a botanical reference metaphor. Be built up. Kind of an architectural metaphor. Be strong. I'm not sure, a bodybuilding metaphor? I'm not sure what that is. Be overflowing, like a stream or water metaphor. It's an invitation to pick whatever you want, but to say, let's get engaged. Let's participate. Let's send roots down deep. Let's find the foundation to build up ourselves, one another, the church. It is an invitation to recognize our weakness so that we might be made strong. It's an invitation to drink of God's incredible overflowing so that we might live out of the abundance and overflow of God's work in us. And then there's this caution that comes in the very next verse. Don't be caught. Don't be taken captive. Don't be enchained or enslaved by deceptive teachings and arguments. Those that depend on human structures, human ways of doing things, as opposed to how things are done in Christ. Wow, let's spend six months unpacking all of those things. Maybe that was just projection. Maybe that was God's invitation to me to spend six months unpacking how all of those things 
have taken hold of me. I can identify a whole bunch of things that draw me in and again and again. It's difficult for me to watch much news without realizing a strong sense of anger, hatred that seems to emanate from so many different parts of my culture. I think the tragedy is that it seems every bit as prevalent within church circles as it does outside of the church. And I have to ask myself, what is it that's naturally in us that leads to that kind of a response when stress levels go up, when issues become huge, that our, our preparation in our faith, our spiritual journey, has led me, has led us to a place where the quick response is a push away, a division, an anger, a frustration, because what Jesus exemplifies, and if I'm going to take the moniker of follower of Christ, is a response of love. I mean, our mission is to lift up Christ. And the way by which we exhibit that we are lifting up Christ is how then we live. And how then we live, as I heard mentioned several times from this pulpit over the course of the last three months, is a message that we are called to love, to serve others. We're supposed to put our faith into action. Now, I don't know if you have this argument, but I certainly have made it. Yeah, love works great when there is some kind of reciprocity, that you see some movement on the other side. Because if that doesn't work, I'm not sure love works. That's not the posture of Christ. He is so bold. In the Sermon on the Mount, the chapter six, Jesus makes this statement, if you love only those who love you, what's that? Everybody does that. If you didn't catch that, please hear this. These are the words of Jesus. It's almost as if he anticipates the argument. You love only those who love you? The tax collectors do that, is Jesus' statement. What are you doing more than anyone else? Everybody can do that. I'm calling you to set forth a new standard, a new way by which people will see that there is another way to live. A way of love that is radical, that doesn't get distracted by the immediate response to that, but hold strong and true that love does conquer and win. Not in the same sense of a military conquering 
that crushes the other, but a conquering that lays to waste the philosophies and standards that hold people entrapped so that they might experience freedom as well. It's a conquering for freedom's sake. That's what love does. I've thought of some of the other things that kind of divide us and hold us together. I love that we are and that we talk about and that we say we're an intergenerational church. I just want to tell you that that's wonderful and hard all at the same time. And I think it's okay that it's hard. We have a generation that beautifully views all things church in their sacred ways and the, uh, the holy ways in which a church comes together and holds together. We've got another generation that a number of years ago started to question those very structures, those very ways, began to structure the way in which church is held together and some of the underpinnings that seemed maybe not quite as sacred as some thought. And then we have another generation who took that process of questioning, sometimes referred to as deconstruction, and has raised it to an art form and questions everything, everything. Now, I want to be clear when I say generation, it's not limited to age groups. It can be a particular place within your own family system. It can be where you are in your spiritual journey. So generation is not defined in this particular case by some particular age group. But that tension gets held by those who choose to worship together in the midst of those differences. If a generation or a group of people who look at the word through a lens of um, expectations, kind of a, a yes and no lens of how the word teaches us, We've got others, another group, another generation that looks at that and feels this great need to paint huge, broad brush strokes of context. Context of the time period, context of today, and dig into the word through that pathway. And we've got another group who actually asked the question, is this the only source of what we ought to be looking at when we consider our spiritual journey? And we hold that tension as a community of believers. Some of us react to that tension. Some of us would just like to not be in that tension and a group that would love to retreat to a place that felt a little more homogeneous in a particular way. And 
this statement is not an indictment at all, but some who would love to go to a church um, like the wonderful church out in East County, Shadow Mountain, that, that can hold that tension in a different way or let go of that tension. Or another group of people, another generation that would love to go to a, one of the newer one-word titled churches and not have to struggle with that tension that exists. And then a generation that sits in the middle and says, why can't we just all get along? It's part of the struggle of an intergenerational church, of a church that lives in the tension of a, a church that longs to know and to be known. For me to feel safe enough to open up my heart and for you to do the same to know the things that cause you pain and the things that bring you joy and to be able to share the same of my own. This passage is an invitation that since you've received Christ, now come join on the pathway with Christ of what it means to be rooted and build up and strengthened and overflowing. Don't be caught captive by the traps that are based on human responses as opposed to Christ's love in your life. We live in a culture that seems to long for retribution, which is just a nice way of saying revenge. And that somehow that will make everything right. And we serve a God who took all of our debt and nailed it to the cross, is what this passage says. What is the incongruence there? Am I going to buy into a culture that tells me one thing, when if I am buying into Christ, it tells me something else? There is something interesting about the process that this letter reveals. A group of people who have... We don't know all of the details because it's a letter. We only have one half of the conversation. But it sounds like they have gotten to a place where Christ is good and a whole lot of other things are good too. It seems like there might be a question of the preeminence of Christ. There are apparently other things involved, but there's so much of the argument here that drives home would you pay attention to Christ? That message. It's receiving Christ, receiving Christ's love, receiving Christ's guidance in our life, receiving who Christ is and continuing in the faith to explore how radical this is. It's so radical that it's hard to follow this in anything else because retribution takes second place. Revenge takes far less than second place. In fact, I'm not sure I can hold it in the same breath with being a follower of Christ, of a God who saved me of everything. Where I was indebted and said, I've wiped the slate clean. Come, follow. 
explore this new life together. Challenge is another huge issue, particularly of that time, but I think it's relevant today. There was this issue of the Spirit's good, the things we touch, our body's not so good. Because of that, let's concentrate on everything that's spiritual and push aside everything that's physical because that's just a terrible representation of anything that's godly and godlike. And right in the middle of this passage, the powerful statement is made that in Christ, the fullness of the deity dwells in bodily form. Jesus, deity in body, the embodiment of God, the incarnation. And so it's appropriate in faith to ask this question, what's my body telling me? We spend most of our waking time trying to figure out what our mind is telling me. This passage says, be careful that you don't fall into the trap of differentiating these two. The fullness of the deity dwells in Christ in bodily form, and it's followed up by saying, and Christ's fullness is in you. Christ in me? And this body of mine? Can God speak to me? through my head, through my thoughts, through my emotions, through my body. That's the embodiment. That's the incarnation of the Spirit of God dwelling in us individually and collectively. So what is the body saying as well as what is the body saying? It's time we as Christians begin to take the lead on what it means to be embodied by Christ. We put off the old self because I want to tell you, I'm so grateful I was made in God's image. But I want to tell you that I have a bent toward rebellion. And that's in conflict over and over again. I'm learning what it means to put off the consequences of that or the actions of that rebellion and recognize the rebellion for what it is, this longing, this longing for my creator to fill it and make it whole and right and take that same spirit and use it for good wherever God has placed me. So I begin to put off those things that keep me blinded and keep me from being free because I was buried with Christ and resurrected with Christ. I was dead in my sins and now I'm alive in Christ. That's what this passage promises. A present reality. A little bit of controversy there because we can go in other places of Scripture where it talks about us being asleep for a long time before we're raised with Christ in some future time. This speaks a little bit about I'm alive with Christ now.
the invitation to identify ourselves with the one who knows us best, loves us most. And then this is the promise. The next verse speaks that all of our sins that are defined by the written code, that written code was nailed to the cross that I might have freedom no longer petrified that the next moment I'm going to screw up, God's going to be angry, and it's over. The written code was nailed to the cross that you and I might be free, free indeed, to follow Christ and see where this journey of faith together takes us. The journey of freedom in Christ. I invite you into that with me. I have so much to learn from you. I hope we can learn together. I'm excited about where the journey takes us. The invitation to receive Christ and now continue in Christ together. I'm going to have the band come. I'm going to offer a prayer. They'll sing a song. I hope you'll allow the words to minister to you. And that we then might have a benediction that sends us out to a wonderful time of fellowship. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this, your precious day and place. We are your body, your bride. We have been touched by your spirit, invited into your journey, asked to participate. Lord, this may be among some of the most challenging days of our journey. Will you help us in this place to be prepared every morning that we come to walk out better prepared to love as you've called us to love, to care as you've called us to care, to engage as you've called us to engage to participate with one another and learn from one another. As difficult as that might at times be, Lord, help us to always come back to the center. You and your love. May that guide us in every way, I pray.
May God find in you a willing vessel through which the overflow can pour into others. May you find the richness of God's heart in your heart, God's peace becoming your peace. And may God's love be yours in all you do this day. Lord, will you bless us as we follow you. And may the food this afternoon and the fellowship around tables be nourishment that better prepares us to reflect your love to others. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Go in God's grace. Great to be with you this morning. Thank you.